Hello, and we're back. <laughs> Happy to be joined this evening for the third episode of the Future to Be Cancelled podcast, House Arrest, uh, community name we've got going on um, Spotify and iTunes and all, all the rest of that crap. Uh, Sean Arnston is here, or Arn, Arnst, Arnst, mm. We had this problem with the uh, the email invite. <laughs> Spelling your name yeah. is difficult, yeah. How you doing, sir? Yeah. Pretty good, man. You? No, I'm all right. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, good. we're good. Yeah, man. Fuck, glad to have you. Yeah, we were having a conversation a couple of days ago, and yes, I figured we might as well just have this in front of everybody because it's an important <laughs> conversation. I think we should be having. I think the state of the government today. I I can't disagree. I don't think it's a bad thing to have you know other guys across the spectrum, especially you know that are veterans, to you know be out in public on the same page. It definitely can't hurt. That's why I went to Ottawa and talked there the other day. Yeah, tell me about that. How'd that go? There was a what was the name of the protester? You went with Pat King, I, I think. And yeah, uh, I went with Pat King, and it was a anti-lockdown protest. Um, and uh, you know, about a thousand people were there. Went pretty good, I thought. Right. It's the first time I talked in front of a group that big, but not online. <laughs> right. So a little uh, bit, little bit different. But yeah, we basically brought the message there that you know, like, you know, that we brought. I brought the message, and I, I, I said uh, in during my speech, I said, you know, like, I got some friends that were killed, you right. know, 18, 14 years ago, yeah. and they gave that much of their life for you. Yeah. And here we are, just throwing away this gift. Um, at the whim uh, that these people know better than us about a virus that has a 99% success rate. Uh, somehow the flu has mysteriously vanished. Right. Uh, you got two generations totally brainwashed by this. You got the, the baby boomer generation, my dad's generation who grew up to agree with authority. <laughs> they are completely, uh, they are completely sold by this, this, uh, this virus and then you got my kids generation he's not only sold by the virus but is somehow convinced that they are responsible for racism and that they have yeah. some sort of guilt and shame based on their their whiteness yeah and how isn't that racist to, to instill and teach in the youth especially that there's something inherently wrong with them because of actions of other people they had absolutely nothing to do with um i don't think we'd get away with doing that but uh oh. you know it's quite different and i like what you said about that um so I've been having that for a long time. I mean, we've lived entire lifetimes since I was deployed in 2007. You were the 2002, I think you were there. Or was it 01 or 02? 2001 maybe, wasn't it? 2002. 2002. 2002. Right. Yeah. And then since the amount of time, like, these guys have been killed, they died at, you know, like a lot of my roommates and stuff. Like, one guy was 19 years old. You know, a couple of the other guys are right. 20, 21. You know, even the weird part is, like, guys I thought were, like, older, like, you know, old men type in that game anyway. I've now outlived them. Like, some of these sergeants that uh, I had in my platoon, like Donnie, Sergeant Lucas, I'm, I'm older than he ever got to be, which is crazy to me. Uh, I know, right? And uh, that's that does, you know, I, I, get, I get annoyed seeing all these people pay lip service, especially politicians. But... um. The kind of people that like to flag wave and go, oh, we support our vets. Oh, yes, we do. Like, why? Because you you virtue signal once a year. You put on a poppy you probably got for free, and you wear it around, and you you know you show up at the cenotaph, and then and and then crickets when uh, you know everybody gets run over. Like five minutes later. 
<clears throat> nothing rather support global initiatives for That's right. transgendered children yeah. in Nigeria than you would for veterans transition yep. services in your own fucking country. And it's it, it, killing each killing themselves and dying of a health crisis, like yeah. a mental health crisis we yeah. have amongst our veterans right now. And they say, like you said, like, you know, all the, these are the, th I mean, you know, the mainline way of thinking, the way we're all taught and we all, what we all understood to be is that, you know, these guys, they go and they fight these wars to die for the, to maintain, you know, our country's sovereignty and the freedom of the people that live here. And, but how much do the people care if they all just hand, they handed it all away because the government asked them to, Hey, can we have all your freedom? Yep. Sure. It went from, it's only going to be two weeks. Yeah to you don't have a face and now yeah. you're not allowed to play airsoft or paintball anymore i think you're the first person i saw that meme from i saw it somewhere and it was yeah it started it's only two weeks to flatten the curve and then a year later you don't have a face anymore <laughs> or a job or a social life and you can't play airsoft or paintball because that would no. be some way for you to train against obviously an invading force that's coming no that can't be <laughs> right? well there must be some other Here explanation we are, like here we are, like in Alberta, there's some laws being passed in the legislature right now. Yeah. Um, I just posted that on my Facebook. So if people want to check it out, Sean Arnson, A-R-N-T-S-E-N. Um, and it's uh, basically Alberta has signed on to UN Agenda 21, where at any time by law, the Alberta government can come in here and tell me what I can and cannot do on my own property. Yeah. my own land and even if you own your own land so ranchers who have owned their land from their time their you know family there is no private property anymore and yeah that's in, a central that's a central plank of communism i think that was in forbes or time or one of these you know these uh you know the non-existent globalist thing that doesn't exist even though they talk about globalism yeah. and there's global initiatives and global economic forums and it was um in the future uh east coast canadian was was making fun of that uh, in the future, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Having no private property is a pretty hardline traditional staple of a, you know, a communist authoritarian state. You know, why wouldn't you want your people to own any? No, you can't. We'll and own so everything. People, <laughs> and, and so people can put that in perspective. That means that you don't own this. Yeah. You don't own this. No. You don't own this. You'll just borrow everything you, you need. I have that book also. <laughs> Pretty good. You don't own this. You don't own this. No. You don't Nothing. own this. You don't even own your own body. You don't own that. Because these same people want to be able to just forcibly inoculate you with whatever they want. So you won't even own. You won't even have the rights to your own uh, physical body anymore. That's what we're. That's what we're. You know. Um, and, and I was like, what do you do? Like, like, and honestly, like what I said in Ottawa too in my speech, I said to people there, I said, um, in the House of Commons behind me. There's not a single party that's right of center. That's right. That yeah, um, I agree with that. That these people have to, that every party, conservative, NDP, liberal, has signed on to a UN Global Agenda 2030 goals. We've been called told is the Great Reset. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Polivar got fired. Yeah. Essentially for fucking talking shit about this. Mm -hmm. Um. And you can't do anything about it. There's like. And then in the West, we don't even have a, a, a fair electoral say. The fucking fate of the country right. is decided before 
at there's Toronto. A, Anything west of Toronto yeah. doesn't matter. There's a saying. <laughs> there's a saying amongst the uh, the the anti you know whatever whatever side you're on. If you're the, you know the the Israeli and Palestinian conflict, where it's like uh, when your country starts getting bombed, it's like well we're all Palestinians now. And I feel that way in Canada. It's like we're all Western Canadians now. If you if you feel this way or you have these kinds of values, like oh is this new? Like you're all going to be uh, we're all going to end up in the same place. There's nobody that speaks for any of us. If you're in Western Canada or if you're a person that feels this way and lives in in BC in the interior uh, Quebec or Ontario or Newfoundland, whatever it is, we have no one. There is no we have no representation anywhere in that building at all. The, the, there's the liberal way of thinking and that's it. And then there's the liberals with blue ties and liberals with orange ties. There's no other, and then then there's the Green Party who are just well, they're drunk frequently of you know following the example of Elizabeth May. But outside of that, like who do we have? It's and this isn't democracy is supposed to be. Um, I mean, even if we're only thirty percent of the population, does that mean we're supposed to bend over for the other seventy percent? No, we will. You'll have to do everything they say. Does that sound like a good idea? That's mob rule. It, we, we don't get a choice. But if we look at, you look at the electoral district, everything west of Toronto is conservative. Pretty much. Manitoba's. A couple NDP ridings. Manitoba's got, got some issues, and, you know, Edmonton might have to be hit from space with an orbital bomb of some kind. But <laughs> There's just that one area in Edmonton, eh? It's like a fucking diehard NDP holdout. A pocket of something, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's right by the University of Alberta, and if you – if you are from Edmonton or you've lived in Edmonton, you just know, like, it's yeah. just, if we, if like, we cut off their soy supply, they may leave on their own. They're uh, just a different one thing. of the guys in the YouTube chat, Mr. Lee says, uh, where can I get a hat like that? I'd wear it proudly every day. Yeah. Where did you get that? Ah, oh, fuck. I don't know. I got it online before Trudeau <laughs> was a thing. Like about 2015, I got yeah. this. And I got a muscle shirt that says Trudeau can't ban these guns. <laughs> but I mean, like last year, you know, what's funny is like, it, you know, in your memories, it comes up on a feed. Yeah. Yeah. So last year it came up on a feed before COVID one year ago. Mm. And I was talking about how there was 2.2 million gun owners in Canada. And that if those 2.2 million gun owners got together, you would have our, literally the largest armed civilian force on planet earth. In North America, for sure, yeah. Well, the Chinese got well, quite a few, but we'd be America. up there. We'd be bigger than outside the North. Yeah, but bigger than most of the armies in the, the world, for sure. Um, and but we're so Canadians are so trusting. Yeah, their government. The attitude that they will just do whatever the fuck. Yeah, I feel like the, the attitude. Right like, yeah, the Overton window and the attitude needs to shift big time. I've been mad about this for a while just because um, they don't even have the guts to address the real reason for firearm ownership. I mean, you can disagree or not, but this is my this is my opinion. And they say like, oh, well, that's an American thing. We don't do that here. Like, oh, you know, freedom and sovereignty and having, you know, the right to defend yourself. And but they won't do that. Our lobbies, that's why they've been so successful, the NRA and stuff, in protecting the Second Amendment so far in the United States is because right from the outset, there was no confusion as to what, why do we have these again? These are to form a well-regulated militia in the event of a tyrannical, in case your government goes ham and sideways, as they've been known to do in the past, uh, you have the ability and the right to overthrow them and take them out. That's why the sec that's what it says in the Second Amendment. That's what it's for. It's not for shooting paper plates. It's not for your hobby. It's not that's its primary function as a bulwark against, you know, tyrannical authoritarian states. You have a free people that can defend themselves if they have to. Now, and, that's what well, that's the argument, but they don't they say, "No, no, we just we just want to have a hobby." It's that's a weak argument. That and you know, if if Canadians don't think it it's like uh, you know, they think the 
the argument now is it's a bunch of dead people from mass murders or you people having your hobby. That's a that's a pretty easy choice if that's as far as your education goes on the topic. And these people, it should be their responsibility to teach them, no, this is why we need them. Look at all these historical examples. Look at the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia, the Soviet Union, the Chinese, North, over and over and over again. And they just refuse to do it because they're gutless. They don't want the controversy of, of taking that position. But that's my opinion on it. I agree with you 100%. And yeah. what they don't realize is they're, uned, they're not educated enough to realize that before 1982, and the Constitution Act, right? Before Pierre Elliott Trudeau changed it, that Canada was under the British North American Act, and right. in the British North America Act, there was an amendment in 1879, and that amendment reads uh, pretty much the same as the Second Amendment. And uh, hmm. you got to you got to really search for it, but those are the dates: 1879, British North American Act. If you look hard enough, you will find it, and. Um, because there used to be a uh, a group going around in Alberta for a while that was uh, looking for challenging uh, concealed carry weapon. Uh. And they brought up those amendments saying that uh, when Alberta joined the Union in 1905, they joined under the British North America Act and our rights underneath that act still preside. Right. Yeah, so, no, yeah, go and, ahead. And like, I agree with you. The only reason that, you know, civilians should own firearms is specifically military grade firearms. And in Canada, you have the most vetted firearms community in the world. And in fact, a Canadian gun owner is vetted more than an RCMP officer. Yeah. And they are vetted more than the prime minister who's presiding over you right now. Yep. And any member of parliament, you have to, any conjugal partner you've had for seven years, you have to write down on a list in order to own a fucking gun in this country. Yeah. If you're married. Um, yeah. So the reason that that very well-vetted, very law-abiding citizenship should be in possession of firearms is not for hunting, is not yeah. for sport use. It's for to defend yourself against tyranny. And the only reason the government now is including airsoft guns and paintball guns into Bill C-21 is so that we completely eliminate any way for a population to train as some sort of militia. For the population, because like there's been lots of lots of like lots of YouTube fucking dudes from Japan are running airsoft guns and then they come to yeah. America and they're given a real gun and they're running those guns like yep. really well, man. They're shooting high scores mm -hmm. and three gun and ipsic, never have a utilizing a firearm in their life, just using a and from what I understand, like I've never actually wanted to own a fucking airsoft gun in my <laughs> life. Yeah. And now I've been looking at them and they are well built, they're not cheap. No, um, they have metal gearbox they are electronic. They fire at high rates of fire and they're pretty much exact replicas of, you know, if I mean, but you know what? I mean, I'm probably you probably did this, too. And in, in your time in, in the military, we had these th things called simunition, which are basically high speed paintball rounds that they'll tear through your clothes and cut you and they hurt. But that's it. And that's what we trained with in, you know, in, in seesaw and in the infantry and all over, like is a very safe way to train that kind of um in that kind of environment with yeah. those kinds of weapon systems and shoot move. That's what I was saying the other day is like, I don't know. It's maybe it's conspiratorial to say that if that's what the government's up to or not, but I know that is a very effective way to shoot, teach a lot of people to shoot, move and communicate in a, in a pretty efficient manner. And why, you know, what could be the reason that they want to get rid of it? And like, what, what's the danger here? Saying that they're just taking away the military style guns. You're wrong. 
And if anyone thinks <laughs> that this is being done for any form of safety, why would you ban paintball yeah. or airsoft for any form of safety? Right. Because I know a lot of militia guys like Calgary Highlanders, King's Own Calgary. Um, fuck. I know reg force units in the LDSH for one, they stay, they use simunition, but they've yep. a lot of these units have gone to, and the troops after hours highly endorsed by the fucking the chain of command to use airsoft because you're playing yeah. force on force over yeah. and over and over again when yeah. you when, and that's the and now that i've i've knocked airsoft for a long time and now that they want to prohibit it like fuck yeah. i'm yeah. gonna become yeah. the most hardcore airsoft player <laughs> in my life after veterans payday this month yeah like, fuck yeah i mean i guess the 80 buddy yeah i i guess the 80 uh, i'm going fucking old school yeah. I get the uh, the draw to it for a lot of people, but the, some of them are just they annoy me so much. They're such nerds. Oh, these guys, yeah, so you're I just agree. like, That's oh my god. I don't want to be around the community. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing: if it threatens the government that much, I want to be yeah. a part of it. That's another. And that's my contrarian attitude does. too. Any, anything they want to destroy, I all of a sudden go, why? <laughs> what What's wrong with it? You know. And we got to look. Uh, force on force training is very beneficial. Yeah, it's the most beneficial. Of- it's like uh, it's like sparring in bas- in in, uh, in you know combat sports or. You know, playing hockey again. You need to. Yeah, you I mean, need to have a. You need to practice the actual thing somehow as best as you can. You can't just sit at a range all day and shoot. A piece of paper is not uh, very threatening or intimidating to shoot yeah, at. Like, doesn't move very much. Doesn't uh, you know try and hurt you? It's a, totally doesn't think. It doesn't make you know I, surprising decisions or you know. I can see why. Yeah, exactly. And it's a well, and you rehearse it. Right. You're told the. You're you're told the course of fire. Well, and it's also, so you know, uh, and you know what you're engaging, like there's rules yeah. to everything. Like when people look at three gun Ipsic and I, I wrote an article caused tons of controversy years ago. About this. <laughs> of course, it, it, And it's like, and it's like, it just, it, it resorts to this. Okay. That's a one way range and everything you're doing in it is based on speed with the gun. So I will yeah. agree in the argument that you are increasing marksmanship and manipulation, but yeah. marksmanship and manipulation are probably you know, 10% of the gunfight, the yeah. remainder of the and gunfight is shoot, move, communicate, like you, you alluded to, and anyone who's been around the block knows. And, um, there's a very, is, yeah. you know, accuracy can be achieved through volume. And, um, and it, it's a whole, it's a predatory instinct. You gotta have a kind of a killer instinct and, you know, a way to, you know, turn that fear down and inoculate yourself. Cause I mean, yeah, it's like, oh, you're really good at shooting at a range. That's like, I'm really good at hitting a heavy bag. I'd probably be an amazing fighter. <laughs> That's n- right? uh, hold on. This is, these are two completely different things. You know what I mean? Exactly. Hitting a heavy bag. Change magazines. Like, yeah. You know, if you, dr- if you drop a magazine in a gunfight, it's gone. If you drop a magazine in the snow, yeah. it's gone. Like, yeah. I've always trained for retention, so I'm slower with my mag changes, but I yeah. also know that in real life, my fire team partner's there. And yeah. I before I stripped that mag, I yeah. said, changing mag! And he said, covering! Yeah. I like the dump pouch. The dump pouch usually works. But if you miss, you miss. There's no time, you know, to try. But... <laughs> Yeah, but if you've yeah. ever stood in an extended line for about eight hours looking through lost magazines, you'll understand the value. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing, too. It's almost like counterintuitive. Because in a gunfight, yeah, you don't have time to be, you know, but you're like, oh, I don't want the sergeant major to kill me, though. <laughs> it's like there isn't one. What you... <laughs> oh, I'm so. It reminds me, there was a story, um, Colonel Grossman. You ever see that guy talk? The uh, Dave yeah, Grossman. Yeah. And he um, was telling a story when he was writing Home his book. Killing. 
on kill on combat and he was just basically like if there's a whole psychology to this that people don't really understand it's not like but anyway he was up giving a briefing and he said you know you train a certain way because especially when your heart rate goes up so high you're just going to do you don't rise to the occasion you sink to the level of your training right and there was cops that they found at, at the scene of some uh some incident two of them were dead and they had brass in their pockets so what they'd been doing when they fired because like on the range when they fired the police, they, you know, empty their revolvers, then they stop and they pick up the brass and they put it in their pockets. And then they that go to the next year. The and these, shooting, right? that's right. That's and they found FBI these guys FBI. dead. So what they they'd been firing at the suspect and then stopped and then picked up the brass to put it in their pockets because that's how they'd always trained to do. That's how, that's how serious training is. So if you train a bad way, you might do that. You think you won't like your heart rate's 180. You're not thinking anything. And all you can hear is, ka-dunk, 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 ka-dunk. you know, you're just, or your ears are ringing and it's, you know, you know, you can't even feel your I fucking just scared. I was trying to manipulate the, uh, that's how I discovered the, the tack vest, the, the load bearing vest that we had there came in the early 2000s was, was garbage because it's got those little snap plastic buckles on the top. Try manipulating those when your hands are, you know, trying to, <laughs> it's, oh, and I was like, oh, that's why everybody uses Velcro because you just grab and rip Velcro. These little <laughs> buckles are, you know, you're good luck with that. Trying to, it's like trying to dial like a, you know, a number like digits on a phone when your heart rate is 100. You know what I mean? It's, it's your, your precision motor skills go out the window pretty fast. Big so it's again, and, and things like Ipsic and, again, and stuff. You know, that's like, we come back to Bill C21. Yeah. That's the only reason you're going to ban airsoft is so that you can eliminate that, that form of stress training. That's basically be. like telling the whole martial arts community. You guys <laughs> are not allowed to spar anymore. Yeah. Well, because the government doesn't trust us with that with those skills. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Aren't we all on the same team? I should trust the government. Why doesn't the government trust me? That's strange. That's a weird relationship. I don't trust the government. That's I don't the, either. And and now the they has overstepped the bounds of of they work for us. And, and they they've done that for over almost a year now. Yeah. And they clearly know that we don't trust them. So that's I mean, why else why else are they doing this? Why are they taking, you know, implementing these laws and policies that are not going to have any effect on any example they use as a reason why, you know, the Polytechnique shooting, the mosque shooting, Wartman in Nova Scotia, no, absolutely none of these uh, modifications would have made a single difference in any of those instances whatsoever. But and they do it anyway. police chiefs across Canada are saying. Yeah. Anybody that knows anything knows this. So why are they so obsessed? Because, again, you got to look sideways at somebody who decides. And it's not even that they're saying all guns got to go. No cops with guns, no army troops, no nothing. They're not doing that. They're saying we, the government, so, and, we and want to have them taking them away from every future generation. Right. And that's what you've got to remember right now is that if we allow the government to do this, if this actually goes through, then we, as this generation have finalized this deal with their government and we yeah. have finalized it saying that, um, we trust you forever yeah. for <laughs> right and that's it, exactly so again I, I i wrote this and i've said this i don't know how many times because you never know who's listening and when right and i'm like do i am i suggesting that ottawa and trudeau and these people are setting up a genocide no but it, are the conditions for that to now be possible in the future they're much more likely than they were yesterday uh, when you know what i mean so why would you that's like you know what we should do let's just get all the fire alarm detectors out of the house we don't need let's screw it <laughs> But what if there's a fire? Ah, that's a risk I'm willing to take. That's not a risk I'm willing to take. I'm not willing to give oh, the government of that happened. Yeah, you, you, it never happened. You just 
look through a history book. When you give the government, any government, anywhere, a monopoly on they the use of force, they're the only ones that can apply force however much and however brutally they want to. Sooner or later, that ends badly. So these people want to go down this road. I'm like, it might not even happen. It could, it could happen in it could happen in two years. It could be 50 years. Sooner or later, somebody is going to use that massive imbalance in power and use it to their advantage. And it's going to be, and a lot of innocent people will die. It just, it just always happens. That's why an armed citizenry is so important. And why won't the CCFR address that? Why won't they have that? Because that's the argument that Canadians, Canadians need to know. They're too busy drinking, man. They're too yeah. busy drinking. Yeah. The irony. The CCFR, that's what they say about us. They're too busy taking their fucking club money and drinking away yeah. in town halls, giant alcohol-fired fucking parties yeah. that solve nothing. That just sit or they the CCFR literally just sits around and talks about the problem all day long, and they don't even talk about any way to resolve that problem. Well, they're they all, they're constantly petition. Like, what are you doing besides I, taking my money? I I well I, I find them to be gutless because they operate from the defensive. The government or the anti-gun lobby say you're this this that, and then they go, no, we're not. No, we're harmless. We're good people. We you know we don't we 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 know like don't we even. We only want this for sports shooting. We only want right. This for because we want to, like, we want to hunt. Yeah. Bullshit, man. Yeah. yeah. Find <laughs> me a single. Like, I bet if you on the block, if you want to hunt yeah. deer, you're not going to use. I guess the 308 SR25 would be, I would yeah. be okay. Yeah. But, but I, I, I prefer a bolt gun 243 myself. Yeah. But I mean, I, I bet Just if you took a, I bet if you. I bet if you took a secret poll or a private poll somehow of everyone in the CCFR and the NF, every every firearm owner in Canada, it was like, no one's ever going to know what you said. It's never going to know. Just answer honestly. Like, would you, if it were available to you, would you like, would you prefer, would you pursue or want a, a, a situation where we have a Second Amendment right, like in the United States, that you can use your firearms to protect yourself and defend your home and your property and your country again? How, how many of them are going to say yes? 80% of them? And they're going to tell me that I don't get it? No, I get it damn well. You people are cowards and refuse to address this. it. That's what the issue is. They'd rather have you use this. <laughs> yeah. Never bring a never bring a K-bar to a gunfight. <laughs> but like you're right. Like here's the thing like I I have human rights. Self-defense is a human right. It should be. How I choose to defend myself. Yeah. Or not, not it should be, it is, it is. That's the thing that people go, well, I can't because the law says, I don't care. Like, that's just dudes with pe that wrote stuff down on a piece of paper. You you can still do whatever you want, and I decide if I, I yeah, I do have the right to defend myself. Everyone does. If you want to punish me for doing that, that's because you're stupid and, and evil, but, you know, I'm not going to not defend myself because some guy, because Bill Blair wrote down on a piece of paper somewhere that you can't do X, Y, or Z. That's ridiculous. Uh, I got, I got a, a super chat here from Full Full Draw Scarp says, for them to ban all these guns, I can think of two things why, and it ain't about safety. We all know why. Keep your guns and keep practicing dry fire breathing, et cetera. I, I mean, a lot of people have reason to feel paranoid. It's not like this government, too, is honest about anything else. It's not like, oh, they it's bundled so a couple corrupt. of... They lied. It's scammed money. Mm -hmm. SNC Lavalin's getting billion, millions, billions out of this fucking Keel burgers. The, the government is completely corrupt to the core mm -hmm. and all levels. It is yeah. sold out at government elitists at all levels. 
Yeah. Anyone in Western Canada, I hear I hear this all the time in Calgary. Oh, Michelle Rempel Gardner. Hmm. I'm like, fuck, she works for the World Economic Forum. Yeah. Blocked She's by Rempel. Remember that tra- hashtag was trending last year? Blocked by Rempel. Blocked by Gardner. Because then he was like, yeah, Michelle, what about the uh, what about the massive amounts of you know migrants pouring into this country, strangling our economy? Blocked. What about the Chinese getting away with blocked? Like, mm, there's certain questions she doesn't want to answer because they don't work for. A, I was talking about this yesterday with the, uh, no, the about she's these a politicians. Member of the World Economic Forum. They work led for the, by Klaus Schwab, who wrote the book The Great Reset. Yeah. he could buy it on Amazon. Jason Kenny has that video just before Christmas, right? Yeah, where he tells that. all about. He he spills all the beans. He says that the World Economic Forum meets every year in this town. It's a bunch of world elitists that plan. Your future. Yeah. Davos, and Michelle the Michelle Gardner is a part of that. So is Christina Freeland, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. So, in fact, outside of the House of Commons, Michelle Rempel Gardner is in bed with Justin Trudeau making decisions about yeah. our future. Like, shit, like, okay, what, what about this Bill Gates guy? <laughs> What's, like, what, what the fuck, man? Me, me, you don't own the planet. Just because you're rich and people lock you in a lock. I wish someone fucking beat him up really bad. Yeah. Worse. Did some more brain cell damage, maybe, because he apparently thinks yeah. he's a he thinks he's some kind of James Bond supervillain. He's gonna make us eat bugs, he's gonna ban meat, he's gonna block out the sun with dust particles, he's gonna manipulate everyone's DNA with like who I'm sorry, none of us voted for you to be world president, Emperor Gates. What yeah. the hell is this? No one, like no one, just because I bought your product yeah. and utilize it on a daily basis because I don't really have any other way. Yeah. You like own a monopoly on the fucking world. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Rep, like, what about what you were just saying with the government? Like, like how many reasons that, to, that they're not trustworthy, they're not good people. And in that environment, with all of these scandals and all these problems, and, and for the liberal supporters that are like anti-gun, like, do you want, how about this? How about you end up with a, and sometime in the future, you get an extreme, hard line, crazy right wing fucking death government that somehow gets elected. And now you don't have any guns either. But they have all the way. You want to give this government, the, the people in Ottawa right now that are guilty of all of these things, you want to give them all the guns too? Absolute power over you, your children, your grandchildren, Forever. and any future generation. Ask the United Kingdom. Once they're gone, they're gone. They, they're defenseless now. They did this stuff to them in the 90s. Um, God, do you know was... how many so Suffield's not very far from here and for those of you who don't know Suffield is a training area about the size of England and in Suffield they have a complete mechanized battle brigade they got more tanks more they got scorpion armored vehicles they got all their shit all their mechanized shit they have all of it here yeah. so what they do is all their units rotate through this place as part of like what we do in Latvia kind of but yeah. then they essentially, they just are able to conduct, you know, battalion, brigade size exercises because in England, they don't have enough space to do that because you actually need a large template to fire these guns and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Like a lot of Brits, they never leave. They fucking stay here because England's so fucked. <laughs> It's, and they're all over town here. Like, they, I don't know and, why. And another pop. another thing that I find interesting is that um, even though they may not say it out loud, 
But psychologically, in the back of your mind somewhere, it's got to impact your decision-making, your behavior. So police, how the police interact with the public in Canada versus how they interact with the public in the U.K. In the, in the U.K., they know in the back of their head, 99.9% of these houses that I just barge into whenever the hell I want now because yeah, they, they, don't even turkey dinner, they don't even knock. They there is 99.9% chance there's not going to be some guy in there half on the rum bottle with a 12-gauge who's just had enough. In Canada, that's not the case. You got to be careful. It's not like that here, and that creates a little bit of a barrier for to, for people to get you know hyper aggressive. But look at in the UK, arresting old people just sitting on the bench, coming into your house. Too many people. I'm co- they just come in because they can, and no one can stop them. And that decision was made in the nineties. I mean, we're talking about they're not coming there because we're selling fucking crack. <laughs> they're, they're coming in there because people are having baby showers. Yeah, they're having birthday parties. Yep. They're they're coming in to check on their buddies because they're afraid of their they're they're worried about their mental health. Yeah, there was a you know this is not this is not uh, they get braver criminal act when when the government and that's another thing the government is now no longer afraid or worried about the population because they're disarmed and docile that makes them braver to even do crazier things like this guy who's a Scottish parliamentary in uh, somewhere in, in Scotland suggested or he put forth a, an anti hate speech bill that police would be co- policing people for private conversations inside their own home. Just like in the Soviet Union. So if you say, you know, something racist or, you know, whatever, in your own house, to yourself or to your wife, the police can come and prosecute you for that. That's what the decisions they're making over there in the UK now. Is that all directly because they were disarmed 30, 25, 30 years ago? I don't know, but I know it has an impact. I know if I was some kind of wannabe dictator and... And my, you see, no one in the world is actually attacking Adolf Hitler right now. You notice that? And they're trying to ban everything the guy said. They're trying to basically erase Adolf Hitler from the world. And they're making like Winston Churchill and all the all the political leaders on the good side at the time out to be bad guys. Did you ever notice that? Anybody that's a anybody that's a uh, uh, an inspiring strong figurehead for like a white European group of dudes is not allowed anymore. That's definitely off the table. As far as Hitler goes, too, they, they raised everybody on the boogeyman of Hitler. And then now that it's no longer convenient, it's like, well, we'll just do, yeah, maybe we'll just we'll just push him away now. And we got all these confused people yelling, you're Hitler fascists, while being fascists themselves, while demanding that anybody with dissenting opinions be shut up and locked up and, you know, forced to. I mean, I was, I was saying this earlier, like th- these people that think themselves so virtuous and so, oh, we're, you know, we're the best. Like you're you there's snitch lines that you people are utilizing like in these occupied countries by, you know, authoritarian, tyrannical governments oh, no. would, would use to, if you the see a... Response, I, I say to my dad today, we're talking, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to take the vaccine. Oh, no. I'm like, I'm like, wow, like, yeah. are you not, do you not, well, you know, like, that's, but again, like I said at the beginning that's of this your choice, conversation, but... gen- generation, the baby boomers were raised to accept authority without question. And they did it. And they're still doing it. Yeah. And that's part of the problem because they're, but they vote and they don't understand. Like, I don't think they fully, they, they, I think they, they are blinded in the fact that they, they believe that in no way, shape or form will Adolf Hitler or any form of evil like that ever rear its head here. Because they are convinced that because they learned in the education system and because they were the product and surrounded by World War II veterans, that they are they are living in this comfortable blanket of disbelief. And the reality is, is that their grandchildren 
and their own children were never educated to to the full extent of that evil. It was downplayed by everybody. Veterans rarely shared their experience because they didn't want to, you know how it goes. You don't want to minimize or deminimize anybody else's and, you know, it's not no one else's business really what happened overseas. And most people don't understand it anyway. That, that That's always been my kind of, um, cause you know, people say like, yeah, Oh, like, you, you didn't to say much about it. Cause it's like, why, you know, I, I couldn't even be, you know what I mean? Like, how would you even relate to that? That's like trying to t teach a, you know, a five-year-old about the stress of, you know, working two jobs to pay taxes and diapers and you know what I mean? They're just not even going to understand. Like, so it's just like, why would I, that's why the legions and stuff existed in the first place for these guys to talk to each other, because that's who else, the only other people that would get, understand what you're getting at. Like when you, um, you could just say to a random person on the street, uh, or, or you're a therapist or whoever, they'd be like, well, what happened while well, I was, you know, doing X, Y, or Z. And then an air hose went off. And then my heart rate went to 180 and I, I put a hole in the drywall and, you know, to everyone else, you look like an insane person. If you said that in the Legion, they'd be like, no, nah, yeah, they do sound like rockets. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> ah, no, oh, yeah, I do understand that. Everyone else thinks you're crazy. So it's like, why don't you talk to us about that? It's like, cause you wouldn't get it anyway. You know, like the joke, yeah, joke. you wouldn't get gonna, it. You, don't, you fail to understand the basic context. Cause number yeah. one, you were never in the military. So you have right. absolutely zero understanding of, yeah. the subculture you think it's an on and off nine to five job yeah. um and you fail to recognize that you're in it 24 hours a day seven days a week it's like being um, in a gang or a, a sleep it, man. It, it, it it's like that's you know what those people would have more probably a lot more to relate to like gangsters and uh you know like the uh you know a lot of the, the bike clubs and uh these kinds oh. of guys because it's like that's your life now once you're in that's who you are and that's what and that's a lot like what the military is it's a big gang you know, or like being a cop enter. potentially. So now what's the solution to this obvious problem? <laughs> I mean, we're not the only ones here that are sitting here that yeah. have no yeah. faith in the uh, parliamentary system whatsoever. No. I mean, in the West, there's a growing separation movement. Um, yep. A lot know, of people don't think that it, that it exists, especially out East. I had, I argued with three people in the previous year that don't think that equalization payments even exist. They said it was a myth. Yeah, I know. They, they, <laughs> they all, and they all are like, well, you know, there was a time when Alberta was getting those and you're like, actually, no, do you know when equalization started? And then they'll be like, Oh, like in 1905, you're like, no, 1957. No. And then when you show them the math, they just refuse to believe it because yeah. they're in the East and it's against them. And yeah. they, they refuse to, and they, and they fail to understand that we don't have a say in the government. Yeah. And people out here are fucking sick of it. We're, we're under sanctions. Like Iraq was in the nineties. Uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, you can't, the stuff Ottawa does is like, why don't you just come out here and just, you know, drop your pants and just piss all over everybody? Like the the coal mines in Calgary, was it last year or the year before? They shut down, um, anyway, to the tune of $150 million, the industry, the coal mining industry around Calgary, and then took $150 million and invested it in coal mines in China the same week. How, I mean, like they might as well walk, I was saying this before, that you might as well come in and a guy's just got you by the shirt, just hitting you in the face, you know? And you're like, why are you doing this? Like, fight back. And he's, oh, he's not fighting me. He's just, we're just experiencing it differently. No, your face is getting fed. <laughs> you're getting a knuckle sandwich every two seconds. You should do something about it. 
Um, it's not well, a misunderstanding. They, they, Ottawa will get away with whatever it gets away with. It's a parasite, and it's just there to sustain itself. There's a guy I was talking about earlier on the, the podcast, Roman Baber. He's an independent MP in, uh, or uh, an MLA in, in Ontario, and he said, uh, hey, I have an idea. Since stay, we're all in this together, stay home, stay safe, how about I put afford a bill that everybody in the, in, the, uh, in the legislature should be paid the same as anybody that's on CERB, 500 bucks a week? And they laughed at him shut it down, and then somebody else put another one and said he should have to only pay that much, but the rest of them, they think it's funny. They don't care. I, that, that's not a joke. That's a good, that's a very noble gesture, and had they done that, I would have had a lot of respect for those people. If they're like, if you guys have to go without, then so will I. That's what a leader does. If I can't eat, neither, you know, or if you can't eat, why should I? You know, like that when you're in the military, if you're but the I mean, NCO the or the officer. The leader eats at the end of the day. The leadership it, eats at the very end. That's right. You make sure the young, the, the weakest in the vault, they get fed first, and that's yep, how it's supposed to yeah. work. Yep. And they're, you know, they th that that one instance alone shows you exactly what that building is about. Everybody in there is all about themselves. They don't know the first thing about leadership whatsoever. They're completely self-interested. They care about their paychecks and their pensions and their cozy ride and the, the fun little uh, adventure they're on right now, where they're heroes of the community and st keeping everyone safe from a, of, uh, a respiratory virus with a 99.9% survival rate, making six figures. And then when people say, um, can we, can this end soon? Like I, my business is dying and I, my children are hungry and no, sorry, you got to stay home. Stay well, I want to go work out. I want to, yeah, no. I oh wanna, yeah. I want to show my children national historic sites. Yeah. I want to yeah. go to the park and uh, enjoy myself and meet new people from yeah. different places. I want, I want to, you know be have a, a human being have a life you want to be a human being yeah they took our lives away and i say that unironically all the time like our lives are gone there's, you know there's... i was sitting there when this was going on and we were talking about this and everyone thought i was fucking crazy and they even had people in a gun club call the police on me and fucking <laughs> seize my firearms all this bullshit and i was going through that i was leaving a hockey game one day and i was kind of like filled with a little bit of hope i was like wow oh, fuck mm. you know like Here's a Canadian institution that they're never going to be able to penetrate. That no matter what, this will always define us as a nation. Yeah. And 18 months later, not even 18 months later, Don Cherry's fired. Yeah. And then everyone in fucking hockey's a racist. Yep. Everyone in hockey has some sort of white privilege. Hockey needs to check its privilege. Yeah. Now hockey is kneeling on for a Marxist organization. Yep. Okay, when let's be real, like if you're a hockey player and you're white, it's because you play where the white people live, and that's the sport where white people have. Yeah, me, me, me even saying that is going to be racist, but like hockey didn't evolve in Africa, and it you know what? In and Scandinavia. I saw something else in the media, and it was so John is talking about the, there's too many, there's too much, there's too many white male leadership historically in the Canadian military. And I'm like, but that's because Canada has been a historically a white guy country. It's been 99% white until like the 1970s. So if you look through World War One and World War Two and see all these white guys, that's because yeah, that's who fucking lived here. That's who lived here then. And for these hockey idiots, I guarantee. Every single one of them that's that's complaining that hockey's not diverse enough and it's racist and blah blah blah. You know who Grant Fuhr is? Probably not. Right? He's, He's a black goaltender. He's a black goaltender in the Hall of Fame. That's who he is, Karen. So why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> There's lots of black hockey players. For actually, you know what? Considering how small the black community is in Canada and how many 
you know, proportionally, there's there's actually a few. There's a handful a of black lot. players actually. Um, there's a lot. How's how's PK Subban doing these days with all that oppression and racist hockey? I think he's doing quite well. I think he's an all star. He's got his house listed for seven point one million. With yeah. His, uh, yeah, blonde girlfriend there, Jesus fucking Lindsay Christ. Mom. Jesus Christ, with the fucking and just that big old American booty on her, and fucking PK <laughs> is lost right up in that shit. Yeah, he's yeah. rapping. He loves he loves this shit though. He yeah. loves calling us racist because uh, look at his brother. I mean, they, the only reason his brother was playing in the playoffs last year was because Black Lives Matter was a fucking thing. Oh my god, and it cost god. fucking Vegas the game. It could have played an all star goalie. It won the fucking cup. There's, there's a great metaphor. That's like, I mean, it's like, oh, you lost everything, but at least you were woke. Our entire country yeah, and our entire, si- our entire so society, good. it's all going down the toilet, but at least we were woke. That's basically like, what we're doing. And I'm not even kidding. That's why the Vegas Golden Knights lost their chance in the last playoff run is because they played their shittiest goalie. I haven't even watched in two years. I forgot. I didn't know. So his brother. So two of them. Two of them play in the NHL. That's how racist it is. It's it's preposterous. Canada is the least racist country in the world. You know because we have the fastest, uh, fa- the most per capita immigration in the world. Um, the city are, are the, the the white majorities are shrinking beyond like Toronto is not even I think it's fifty two percent non white people now. That's how racist we are. That we the entire planet can just fucking move in here and no one. If we're looking at the entire planet and how much white people represent, we're like less than fourteen percent of yeah. the fucking planet. Yeah, we are the minority on Earth. Yeah, but if you look where exactly. white people live, and I. I I don't want to, this is so crazy because like now I'm going to sound like I'm some sort of fucking racist and I'm not. We're going to have to, we're going to have to see what's underneath that hoodie. We're going to have to look for civilization. Democracy was born. You look at where um, mathematics was born. You look at all of that. It comes out of the Middle East and or, or out of the Mediterranean area. Sorry. And it comes out of the Caucasian development. And I can't stop that. That's <laughs> It's, well, I mean, I, I can't go back in time and stop people from feeding themselves and mechanically making their yeah. lives easier. It's the crazy, <laughs> and I don't mean I don't know if you want to talk about that or not. You had a uh, someone, you had a family member that did, with the name change and whole thing, but they've oh, con- yeah. they've convinced our own people that they should feel bad about stuff that they had nothing to do with. That's crazy. That's brainwashing. That's like a cult. It's- like you no didn't, one in my I didn't do ever one time in in the history that I know. It goes back six generations. Has has owned a slave. Yeah. But not, not one time. But you're every still one of them. You're still every some... generation has had to earn every fucking thing it has. I have like including myself. Like people are like, oh, I hate this. People are like, oh, you hate socialism, but you live off this pension. You're like, yeah, well, that wasn't like, free. Like I'm yeah. broken. I can't yeah. even fucking sit here. This is hurting me to sit here, yeah. by the way. I, yeah. I fucking can't walk down the street without my ankles fucking aching. Yeah. I got a brain injury that fucking is a nightmare to deal with on yeah. fucking any day of the week. Yep. And and I got PTSD apparently. Yeah. So I didn't just like get just wake up one day and they just like, oh, here's your pension. Yeah. 
I find that it really, no, that, that, again, this is a country, <laughs> at least the Americans have that. The Americans are way more respectful and understanding of the sacrifices of their armed forces members. Canadians are pretty soft and weak and pathetic. They've never really had to fight for anything. Country's never been invaded, never been attacked, never had to fight for its life or its existence. Let's and all the wars we did have were very far away. And when the guys Every came back, they just, you know, just tied them somewhere. It's very unsightly. We don't want to look at it. And then st I've seen people say stuff like that, like, oh, well, easy for you guys to say. Like, oh, is it easy? Really big wheel. Why don't you go fight a war and see how you feel? Come, come see me in the morning, and you know we'll talk about it then. No, no these guys didn't just get. First of all, a lot of guys are just dead. <laughs> then there's other ones that might as well be. They're missing arms and legs and body parts, and they're fucked up beyond belief, and they barely get paid anything. And then there's the rest of us like this who are like, well, we're relatively okay, sort of. My quality of life is severely diminished. I really wish it wasn't, but it is what it is, and I get by the best that I fucking can. Uh, you know, and, and under the understanding that I'm doing this for the country, for the service and the, and the sovereignty and for the national interests. And that's because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And then, you know, now it's like, well, it turns out we don't care about any of those things. Country doesn't care about any of that. And by the way, stop freeloading with your pension. When do we? This is why I have this Canadian flag now, because <laughs> you know what I mean? That was good enough for my grandfathers to fight in Europe. It's good enough for me because, uh. The place we're in right now, I'm not a big fan. And I don't, if it really looks like, hey, Western Secession's going through, I'm fucking buying up as much property up as I can. Is um, I they we, we didn't that. betray they they betrayed us as far as I'm concerned. Ottawa turned its back on us, and a lot of other people did too. And like you know, last year with the, the Omar Cotter thing, it's like now I'm the now we're the bad guys. How when did that happen? Did, what war did we lose that I was sleeping through when all of a sudden? To be a, you know, a good Canadian boy in the 90s now means you're a fucking Nazi white supremacist and a bad guy. <laughs> Wasn't like that when I joined the army, but it was like that when I got out. Apparently, the commies have been very busy in the 15 years I've been working. Anyway, sorry. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> and they started with our children, and they have. I agree with everything you say, man. Yeah. And I'm not the only one. And that, and that means we have, we have numbers. Yeah. But they, sooner than later, this conversation is going to be canceled. Yeah, we're working on it right now. But that's uh, that's not gonna that's not a good idea. That's the worst thing they can do. But it's uh, you know, the same habits of the past. I think secession are... in the West is the only way forward. It's the only way to preserve any sort of yeah. What Can was what was Canada? And like, people um, now that are kids and, and grew up in the 21st century they have no idea what canada was before no and it's not this no like, even just from the 90s this is a completely different place from like when i was yeah. in high school to now it i don't even it it's completely different i don't even recognize it neither the, the army i joined in 1994 and the country i joined in 1994 and gave allegiance to yeah uh doesn't exist anymore no i shared that meme another day it was a picture of the world trade center before and there was just like a girl in a park and there's people laying yeah. around playing. And it's like the world you were born into no longer exists. It's nope. literally gone. And people are trying to act like, oh, like, well, with the, they just took it. <laughs> it's like being on a table. It's like sitting at a table. A reset. They're telling you yeah. that 20 year olds should get a reset and, and live like they're 50. It's almost like a magic trick. A generation of kids who have contributed fucking basically zero to the tax base. Yep. 
And oh, you know, I've been working since I'm 16. We're like, well, good, that's good. I've been working since I was fucking 16 too. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a lot. And I'm not 17. Older. You know, I'm lot, not 18. I got a lot more invested in this than just my tax dollars yeah. too. I got that's, blood. Yeah. That's a whole you other know? problem that shouldn't even be like I. That's a whole other conversation. But like people getting to vote just because they exist. Like, I'm here, so I gotta say. Mm, I don't know if that's fair. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think you should have to earn your your say in one way or another. You can't just you can be here, you can hang you out can and enjoy the place, but you don't you shouldn't get a say in you how it at least have to write an exam so that you know what's what's happening. Yeah, right. Yeah. Who is bad man? Option A, mustache orange. man. Option B, orange, orange man. Option C, white man. <laughs> it's like, hmm. Yeah, orange man bad. Yeah, fail, get out, you know, no. You... <laughs> Who's the orange man? He's gone now. We saved the world from him, thank goodness. They, you know, they brag about the, how they rigged the election and got rid of him. It's in, like, I think it's Time Magazine or somewhere, how the, the shadow campaign to, to ensure Trump lost the election, saved America or something, was that's what it was titled. Pelosi's in there bragging about it. I'm like, and then at the same time, CNN will say, oh, there's no evidence of anything like that. Like, they're openly laughing about it right there. It's a fucking, it's a nightmare. Your fit, your camera froze up there for a second. He, while he, and he said, I put together the. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you're breaking Biden up. Biden said that. He said uh, in an interview, he said, he, oh, no. You're good. No, you're good. I don't know what to do. You're good. It came back. It so just, yep. Biden even said that. He even said openly in an interview, he said he put together the biggest election fraud network ever ever assembled in the united states it's funny because normally you'd be like oh he just misspoke but like that guy straight up has dementia and you never know what's going to come out of his head what's coming out of his mouth it's like did he maybe he didn't mean that you know i mean i have expected when one of these interviews to be like uh that's why we paid uh that that russian company to, to cover that up because uh, my son's crack pipe photos we had to make sure those went away <laughs> what the fuck you hear the shit he just said that blacks and Hispanics don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> yeah, I saw a TikTok somewhere. It was a black guy pretending to be a monkey trying to like open a laptop, and he's like scared of it. Like while Biden's talking in the background, he's like, "These minorities don't know how to how to get online and and how to." And he's like, "That's a black guy that's fucking roaring." Oh, he's the guy that came what up an with ignorant the fucking all the crimes, all yeah. the problems that exist with the black community in America today were created by Joe Biden yeah. in the 1994 crime bill. He's and one of the most racist. That, I'm a racist. He was crazy. He was crazy, crazy racist his whole career. And now he acts, you know, he's. Remember when he told the media he didn't want his kids growing up in a racial jungle? <laughs> and his kid was a giant crackhead. They, he left his laptop somewhere and then they got all the pictures off yep. of it of hitting fucking children. They're, we're the only. Obama's kids yeah. and doing cocaine with yep. Obama's fucking credit card. One of his own nieces is in the picture, like sucking on his nipple. She's like 12. We're like, okay. Like the rest of the world knows about this. Australia, New Zealand, and Europe. They're like, all like, oh my Lord. But over here, we're like, everything's great. <laughs> we're just going to pretend this isn't happening. Okie dokie. Fuck. What do we do, man? Oh. I mean, we sit around and talk about the problem, but well, that's you, the other thing is that never passive fault. At what point are yeah, there there does have to there be a... there's going to have to be. But I mean, right now, all, all we've been doing is trying to just you know raise awareness or and uh, you know kind of kind of shift the window. Is you, if you tell people about Agenda Twenty One 
and Agenda 2030 two years ago, they told you you were fucking nuts. Yeah. They looked at you like some sort of weird fucking prepper lunatic. And now it's commonly used. It's like open in the media. Government openly admits this is what they're doing. And everyone just keeps remembering what they told you. It's just like, it was, it's such a well structured, well organized internal attack. It's hard not to admire it. It's, it's very pervasive. I mean, I sit around and think of like, what if this and what if that? And I'm like, this is a, and you know what I've like, without a doubt, there's subliminal messaging in TV. Cause like, Hmm. I just stopped watching TV after Trump got elected. I am. And I I, I can still do it. I could just walk up to somebody and be like, Hey man, don't you think Donald Trump's kind of a fucking cool dude? (laughs) And all of a sudden they're going to have a fucking response. It's crazy when you're when you're cut off from it for a while. Like when I'll, I'll go visit, like when I visit my parents or something, and you know they have like cable, and I'll watch just like regular TV because I don't ever you know. And the messaging, the fear messaging, and the propaganda messaging, almost every five minutes around the clock, constantly, and then the commercials, and I'm like, oh my god! Like I haven't really sat and watched this for a while. It's gotten so much worse in the past three, four, five years since I stopped having cable that it's like, it's jarring when you're not used to it, and you're like. Jesus Christ, I, I feel like I live in that V for Vendetta movie or something. It's crazy. Like, hey, Fine. by the way. V for Vendetta movie. Yeah. The premise of the movie yeah. is the government was able to take control of the population. By scaring the shit out of them. Out of control respiratory virus. Yeah. Interesting. How easy that easy that it is. But that's, you know, that's the thing. What what do people do? Um, I, I don't think it's just going to happen that they're just going to roll everything over without a, you know, uh, you know, nobody wants to see violence and, and craziness, but they can only push this so far. And, you know, I mean, like, yeah, they banned the guns, but nobody's turning them in. And that's so they're gonna, they're pushing people to a point where, like, life is pointless for a lot of a lot of people feel like they're just kind of holding on to, like, hopefully this is going to we're going to stop this eventually right through the roof right now. dude. It, it's crazy. I mean, there's people killing themselves left, right and sent like but there's prob- there's going to be a pushback at some point. But the timing is going to have to be absolutely perfect. Um, I think they want people to snap and go crazy, so then they'll have even more reason. To, they'll use that as another fear campaign. Oh, look, I would contr- especially if it's an army guy. Imagine that. I, I made this video two years ago. I said, in the future, we are going to be the bad guys, and they're going to look at us like we're a huge domestic problem. We're going to have to be disarmed and medicated and locked away. It's on my BitChute channel somewhere still. I think it says I have a bad feeling, something like that, and that's exactly what's happening. Now they're going to slowly start greasing the wheels. You know what? They're called HDEs and RDs, reality deniers, homegrown domestic extremists, conspiracy theorist extremists, and these kinds of things. Uh, they even in the FBI, or it was not the FBI, Homeland Security, I think, openly admit the number one domestic terror threat in the United States is uh, war veterans. And, and that doesn't mean they're, they're a bad guy. It means if you're a bad government, who is most likely to, to stand up and, you know, put their beer down and go, all right, I've, I've fucking seen enough of this. Who do you think the first guy to do that's going to be? Do you think he's going to be an Uber driver? Do you think he's going to be a, a guy that works in a trash fat? You know what I mean? Like, there's a certain cast of society that more than likely will definitely be involved in anything if anything like that happens and would probably comprise it part of the leadership component of it so yeah that's probably their main focus that those guys are going to be a problem if you're if you're planning some kind of authoritarian takeover they're going to be people you're going to want to keep an eye on especially since you just had them fighting a war for 20 fucking years so they got pretty good at it also maybe that was a mistake but um it's gonna have to be i mean hopefully hopefully we can 
here's what I'm I'm hoping. I mean, we're post we're post iceberg at this point. Like as far as turning the ship out of danger, so what, like we can save the country. It's too late for that. The debt alone and the spending alone and the craziness alone. So we're post iceberg now. Uh, I'd almost rather it go down fast. Once it once Trudeau wins a majority in this election, and I'm pretty sure he's going to, that's really yeah, going to accelerate the uh, holy shit. What do we do now? And then when enough people are prepared to like the the the, the fear. The uh, the fear of what happens if we don't do anything has to surpass the fear of what happens if I do. Because right now people are afraid of the government, they're afraid of getting fines, and they're afraid of that kind of thing, right? If 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 they go too far and they push it too far, where it becomes, yeah, I, I don't want to get fined or thrown in jail or whatever. I also don't want to starve to death and lose everything and have you know Chinese mercenary companies walking the streets and you know what I mean. The future we're going into doesn't look very good, and. If it if it reaches that point, inevitably something's going to happen. But I would pray for some kind of miraculous election turnaround. But I don't see it happening. So you know, all I can do, or all I've been doing now, is I try to network with as many people as I can, and you know, make friends and and try to you know spread the uh, the the message of what's going on here, so that if it does ever come to a head, we have as many numbers as possible, and enough people know what's what's what needs to be done. Yeah, move the fuck west. Let's buy some property and let's fucking establish our own independent country or I've, I've been back and forth but um that's that's again like you were saying like the only way to if you want to preserve anything like it's too late we're post iceberg we can't save the whole country but you might be able to get five or six hundred people off that boat into the life rafts it's better than nothing so if it's like well we can secede western canada and the rest can stay if that's the option if it's that or bloodshed obviously i'm going to choose that and then if that's what everybody chooses, say the secession parties are like, yeah, we're going for it. We're having a referendum. And Ottawa says, no, we're not going to let you. Well, then that's going to be on them. You know what I mean? You, When you won't let people do what they want to do, you won't let them live their lives. I mean, what do you expect? Exactly. But, you know, it's uh, it's sketchy. <laughs> it's, I just, uh, like, we, we live I in just, a nightmare. Like, what time, at what point are Canadians actually going to listen to what we're saying because like we might not represent all veterans but i'm telling you there's a lot of veterans that are listening to what we're saying and they're like fuck yeah i've been saying that for a while especially the combat arms guys the art the infantry guys the tank guys the engineers any all that that core of group of people we're all very so like the average citizen has to now start fucking waking up and and they got to start realizing what's happening. But what's going to happen in this next election is the East is going to be like, revolt yeah. liberal by because that'll fucking piss off those fucking yay, fucking yeah. clowns out there in the fucking East mm-hmm. there by fuck. Yes. And they'll fucking vote a liberal government in just yep. to spite they somebody will. else. And they know if they don't vote a liberal government in, they're going to lose their fucking hand up. So the liberals have basically established a, a, a fucking perpetuating cycle of communism by allowing the lazy to dictate who fucking yeah. runs the country. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, they've made people dependent on the Serb money and these handouts and everything. So they're, they don't want it to stop. Why Funny how that leaked document on October 15th of 2020, that was rapidly debunked yeah. by everybody. I, I still don't <laughs> buy it. It's a little, I mean, it's, it's kind of predictable. It's not super, super specific, but I mean, we're all supposed to be uh, at the end of this month. Everyone's supposed to be dead from like a massive third wave of doom virus or something, aren't they? Or I don't know. Uh, they're they're clearly not. Oh, it just says the variants will come into play. Uh, well, and the variants will then allow 
perpetual vaccination. Right? They're, they're definitely taking adva full advantage of this to, uh, you know, grab every last scrap of power they can get their hands on. Um, I, I actually had a, a police officer email me and tell me about how I'm um, in that Bill C-21 amendment or, or whatever it is, the one that Bill Blair just tabled. There's actually a, a little stipulation in there that allows them to arm more government officials. They've, kind of, they've basically redesignated what it means to be like a government yeah. official or something. And they can say, yeah. oh, we can arm these people. And, you know, what he was saying, he's like, well, first of all, and I, I know this, anybody that thinks at all, it's like the government doesn't waste paper space and waste, like, if there's if that line is put in there into that law, it was put in there for a reason, what reason could that be? What are you doing, Ottawa? Are you going to arm up, arm up a secret police next? So not only do we have to give up our guns, but you're going to actively give yourself even more guns. Shoot. <laughs> I don't know. When I got to Toronto, obviously I flew to Ottawa, right? Right. That king threw me down. Thanks a lot. I fucking should have had more wherewithal at the time, but methylplintoxicity was rearing its fucking head. Yeah. So anyway, we stopped there and we see these fucking four military-age males that are Chinese that have these toxic quarantine suits on. They're all wearing very military-style suit. In Toronto. Their, their luggage is very military. Is very. I'll send you a picture I got of it. Oh, fuck. And, um, the RCMP were watching them, like making sure that no one was fucking with them and they didn't speak any English. What the fuck? So like, here yeah. we have Chinese military age males. We have reports of this from everybody. I, I've witnessed it with my own eyes pouring into these fucking places. And now this bill that says yeah. someone with government uh, uh, status is allowed now to conduct, be armed as a peace officer. <laughs> like what, it, was that what it was? It was a peace officer was the one that they uh, cleared and, and changed the definition for it. I don't know if you guys can say that. I was just in Toronto a little while. He's released recently as well. It says Eastern Air, Air China. Oh, it's all washed out now, but uh, yeah, China Eastern. There was Chinese planes all over the place. And Pearson, like, stay home, stay safe, no unnecessary travel. Is uh, commercial flights from China necessary? You can't go see your own dying family, but we can have the Super Bowl. You can't, so you can't have your, you can't see your own family for Christmas or Thanksgiving, but we can fly in whoever the hell in the hundreds and thousands Fuck. from China. I can't, I can't go to my fucking see my dad, yeah. but I can damn sure go to Harley Davidson. Yeah. Listen, man, I was on Parliament Hill with fucking people, not fucking single one of them wearing a mask. Good, good. And I noticed that too. Not a single one of us has yep. COVID. You should. You'll all be dead any day now, though. Once it once it catches up with you, it's just uh, the plague spreading. Is uh, there's going to be a huge explosion of the plague in Ottawa? Everyone's going to die. I've been back and forth in the country probably five or six times now this year. Airports. I drove a couple times. Airports, that's I don't, awesome. You go, you go through security, you're in an Orwellian nightmare the entire time of your life. It's very strange. Automatically, you go through security, and magically, you can go to the bar. Yeah. Magically, you can go to the restaurant. I took a picture of one, and then uh, we're, we're at about an hour now. I know you didn't want to go too much over an hour. I was sitting in, uh, it's like a long like gangway kind of, you know how the terminals go, and then there's the shops on the, on the other side where the terminals are. And the tiles on the floor change color. There's like white tiles, and there's black tiles for the, the restaurant area. And if I'm sitting in the within the black tiles, there's no divider. There's no not even plastic. There's nothing. It's just air. If I'm sitting in the black tiles, I don't need to wear a mask. But if I go outside the black tile, so I was like leaning out, leaning in, like, oh, I'm alive, I'm dead, 
alive? Dead. And people are walking by me, looking at me with like several masks on, the face shield, goggles, gloves, the whole thing. I'm just like <laughs> drinking a white Russian. Like this is, I mean, I mean, we, we it's like we're all being well, forced to like participate in. The, you know what this? You know what it feels like? It's like a. Uh, when I was in high or when we were in high school, when you have to do like one of those presentations for the class or or do something really stupid that you're like, I don't fucking want to do this, you know, but you just suffer through it. That's what every day of your life feels like now. I'm like, I'm, why? Why is everyone acting so stupid? Like, I mean, you, it's, you just want to slap people. Why is everyone? If we literally went from. It's only going to be two, two weeks. Two, we're taking away your airsoft guns. Yeah, and you don't have a face. And, man, it, there's a pastor in Alberta who's now being held against his will in Bye. violation of his charter rights because he will not agree to not yeah. holding a congregation. I think five or six days he's in Is that even legal? Five or six days he's in jail now? I mean, they're really pushing people, and, and sooner or later they're going to have enough. And, I mean, again, I'm not advocating anything. I'm just pointing it out. It's like, uh, you see that big pile of kindling? Listen, hey, man. Yeah. When this shit happened in the past, it yeah. was really bad for the people. Yeah, and it seems to be happening again. And that big pile of kindling next to you covered in gasoline, you should probably stop playing with your lighter next to it. You, I mean, it's just a suggestion. I, would, I wouldn't. But if and when it blows up and you get burned alive, I'm going to be like, well, play stupid games, win stupid prices, I guess. Anyway, man, I don't. I don't want to keep you too long. Did you want to add anything else, or? Hey, people, do your research. Do, like, just do your homework and uh, start thinking independently. It's time to wake up. It's time. Yeah. I mean, everyone I'm talking to is the audience that agrees with us because we're that censored. But yeah. It, it, we need. Yeah. We need to start unifying in this voice, and we need to start actively engaging our members of parliament and our members yeah. of legislative assembly particularly in the west and we need to engage them about referendums around equalization around separation and yeah. um electoral fairness and our separation in the west needs to be based on those things because we are being incredibly sanctioned um life here in alberta is very bleak for a lot of people it went from prosperous. To, I've seen boom bust. I've lived here my whole life, yeah. and I've never seen bust like this. Yeah. We are bankrupt beyond the core. Calgary is literally a city yeah. that is standing empty glass buildings that are being heated by fucking natural gas. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, because I, Denchi and his socialist policies and the policies of the Notley NDP, and moreover the policies of our incredibly corrupt liberal justin trudeau have yeah. absolutely killed the canadian economy and there yep. is no recovery and it's hard to say that it's not on purpose i mean it really doesn't it really seems intentional they killed the economy they basically put everybody on universal income and they want to yeah. take all your guns yeah. suggesting now that you must vaccinate or you need a health pass. Yeah. I, or there's maybe you're mentally ill. There's something wrong with you. What could possibly go wrong? I was in Edmonton actually just this summer and just to see the tent city. And uh, I was saying with a friend of mine and they were like, uh, yes, yeah. I was like, so which part of the city do I not get? He's like, uh, don't go to the south part or, or, or the west side or or the north end. Uh, I don't try not to go anywhere in Edmonton. It's uh, and I drove around and uh, yikes, you wouldn't believe it was a Canadian city, but 
It's not on the news. They're not uh, showing people the devastation, the homelessness. People just living over in overturned like umbrellas on the side of the road. Guys are smoking crack in the middle of the street. There's just gangs of dudes roaming around. It's something else. It was not what I would have expected to see in a big Canadian city in, in 2020. I'll tell you, that's not the Edmonton I grew up in. I don't imagine it. Was, and I remember I, I, made, I said that. I had that remark. I was like, can you imagine what this place would have been like in the 80s when, when Gretzky yeah, was in town? Pretty and Pretty cool. Yeah, it probably – Probably would have been, uh, but, and this is, this is our, what's their problem? Why are these white guys always so mad? Because you took our home that we really liked and were proud of and enjoyed that our fathers and forefathers worked really hard to give us. And you turned it into what it is now. Um, I have every right to be angry. And so do you, but, um, I guess that'll do it. Uh, Sean, you got anything else you wanted to say at, uh, yeah, go to badmofoco.ca. Grab yourself a Wobby hoodie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bad Bad Mofo Co. Is that your that's your your yeah, brand bad handle? Bad Mofo Co. That's on, my business. On the gram, Bad Mofo Co. And Sean Arntsen, not Arntsen. Yeah. I've been saying Arntsen. Arntsen. It's Arntzen. S in the T. Is it Dutch? Like, <laughs> that's Norwegian. Oh, okay. Figures. Well, I mean, I'm Danish. You're Norwegian. Yeah, maybe this is what. There's something wrong with those people from that part of the world. Those guys just. Yeah, we like. Yeah, we like motorcycles and putting axes into people's heads for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're just a warrior spirit, we're a warrior culture. Yeah. But moreover, I think we have a very passionate understanding of our freedoms and our liberties, yeah. and we're proud to be um, violent for the government. Yeah, and uh, I'm proud <laughs> to have been violent for the government. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not planning anything, but if you push me too far, I will definitely defend myself. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And the government's not proud of me for being violent. And let's be clear here. I'm not a violent person. I'm just very comfortable with violence. <laughs> yeah, well, that was our job. That was our job. I had somebody kick me off Twitter once for that, for saying, like, well, I thought the military trained you to be nice and polite. It's like, actually, it trained me to mass murder as many people as ruthlessly and efficiently as possible without losing as many. It said, as... uh, it said uh, um, train for war, but strive for peace. That yeah. was the... That was the catchphrase when I was in. Yeah. Sick paca parabellum or something like that. Is that the, the Latin phrase? Uh, yeah, floor, but they just want, used yeah. to show a bunch of UN gongs, especially, you know, and it was always <laughs> like train for war, strive for peace. Right. But that, that, but with the understanding yep. in our time, it's responsibility. When I first got in, in the 90s is that like we were a UN nation. And what we tried to do is train to be so fierce that the nations that we would be peacekeeping against would were in fear of us. Right. That was and that's how you that's how you maintain balance. Like any like any responsible man that wants to protect like his family and his like you it's should like, you should try and stay in shape and learn how to fight. Not because you want to fight, but just in case if someday some asshole I decides mean, he's gonna make a victim out of you and your family, you're gonna go, nah. Not today. I'd, I'd say go ask the Serbs who were at Madak Pocket against the Canadians, but we they killed them all. <laughs> so you got no, no one left to ask. There's a booming funeral service in Afghanistan right now as well. I think some of us contributed. And like, to. I remember when I was in, there was a lot of dudes in my unit that were at Madak Pocket. Yeah, and I've met a few like, in the day. It, like, there's guys there that, you know, like, they actually shot people. So yeah. I remember sitting in the smoke pit with one of them, and, and I said, you know, like, I was like, so what's it like, man? You know, like, like the elephants in the room. Like, yeah. And, and he's like, he's like, honestly, man, you know, your little, your little reticle you see on the C-79 optical, the little triangle. 
He's like, I would see a muzzle flash. I'd put that triangle there. I'd pull the trigger, and then I and I'd fire five, six, seven times. Yeah. And then there was nothing, and then I'd see another muzzle flash, and I'd put the triangle there, and I'd fire five, six, seven times. Yeah. And then he said I did that three or four times, and then there was nothing. <laughs> and then in the battle damage yeah. assessment in that area, there's like a lot of dead serves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pays to learn so, how to I shoot, mean, and, and that's like. I don't mean to like, and I guess what I'm saying here is that Canadians have to remember, they have to, and they have they have forgotten that this country was not founded on fucking pussyfoot ideals. That That's right. we let right. the weakest kid in the room uh, dictate what happens. Yeah, it, it's based on the understanding that we all understand our worth and where we were at, and we try to obtain the best out of everybody. But the weakest link is not the one that we try to um continually cater to yeah and what we should be doing is raising the bar so the link has always become stronger 100%. and what we've done is set the bar so fucking low that the links are so fucking weak they're made out of cooked spaghetti now there are kids watching this conversation right now that are fucking traumatized because <laughs> i said fuck you yeah. and i'm tattooed and i'm telling them yeah. that an orwellian nightmare is about to become the reality yeah well, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't pay it doesn't help anybody to lie to them and tell them it's all going to be fine. Give them a kiss on the cheek and tuck them into bed, and then all of a sudden the bedroom's full of ice yeah. ice water, and you drown to death on the Titanic. <laughs> and I think maybe that's like the biggest realization that I had when I joined the army at seventeen, and I was a reservist, and I was in fucking basic training, and I yeah. first time I had to do my own fucking laundry. Yeah. First time I had to do all my own shit, and I was just yeah. like, wow, how did my mom fucking do all this stuff? <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, and and then the first time I was a hundred percent accountable. Yeah. For everything I did, and and I earned. Yeah. Every ounce of respect that I fucking that's right. had. And that that's and it, what was I great. It was not just like, oh, there's a fucking there's a fucking scared uh, autistic kid in Sweden, so let's give them all the respect they could ever have. <laughs> it's like no. Yeah. The scared autistic kid doesn't fucking understand simple yeah. mechanics and it, it so how can we fucking explain yeah. the situation logically and rationally to this person if they can't understand the very simple nature of the things we're talking about yeah it, it, and it, it's it, it trivializes logic. it trivializes the things that other people like really remarkable people have had to do like when you sit there and they say oh we're all in this together and and, uh, you know, especially like in the military, like, oh, we're one team, we're all one. It's like, well, I mean, some people are in Kandahar Airfield eating, you know, lobster and have air-conditioned trailers and showers and sleep in a bed. And other kids get blown to bits when they're 19 years old in a hole in the ground. So I, I don't know. That yeah, feels a little. literally shitting in a fucking ditch filled with fucking bugs. Yeah, <laughs> and a dead animal or like, two. And One of the most craziest things i ever seen is there's this fucking blue rocket on this OP. And then we had this, like, Oh. range out there and basically we'd go out there every day and show the gannies a firepower demonstration so, fuck <laughs> yeah. so then we you know you go over to the shitter and this is like this is like february march so this is like the dung beetle season's a fucking thing in southern afghanistan and fucking <laughs> i opened this shitter man and the whole inside of it was like a fucking horror movie <laughs> it's like it, it, it's like just the whole thing was I'm like nope and you could just see where everybody else walked <laughs> You just fall backwards and just side. just and unleash like a pit full of fucking bugs, and you're shitting, and then like these uh, bugs are like coming fucking, sh and you're like, ah! you just no wonder these people hate their lives. Yeah, 
up all day. I wouldn't even be surprised if I would just you'd see a guy like stumble out with his pants around his ankles, fall down backwards, and then just fire the C9, you know, a hundred rounds into the porta shooter. Like what happened there? I'd be like, Bug Mountain, probably, probably, <laughs> probably got attacked by monsters. I mean, have you seen this place? Fucking terrifying, especially at nighttime. Going into those things at nighttime is real fun. We had a guy almost get bit by a scorpion. There's a snake in one of them. It's just like, how bad do you really got to use the bathroom tonight? <laughs> you flashlight, like, right? Fucking, fucking get a scorpion up the ass? Am I? I don't fucking think so, uh, you know? Yeah, uh, anyway. But I will sit in there and rub one out when it's 45 <laughs> degrees. That smell, you'll never forget it. Looking at a hustler, fucking. Everybody's been there. And everybody puts their everybody's got uh, you know their their credentials written on the side of the wall in the port. It's fun. To You'll never understand commitment until it's you're inside that room. Oh yeah, there. you know what I mean. Like that's I get a laugh at a lot of these people, especially <laughs> these uh you know the people that are bashing the fashion. Like we're gonna do this and that to you, and it's like you don't even have the capability to to even appreciate the depth of the madness that we can go to, let alone compete with us there. So you should probably. Uh, Pump your brakes and stick to what you're good at. You know, furries and hentai and watching TV on your couch yeah, eating, eating Lucky you Charms. The fuck, you didn't even have the balls to go to basic training because you thought that, uh, oh, as soon as the drill instructor said Instagram, punch him in the fucking Yeah, head. I would, I'd knock him the fuck out, man. Right. Yeah, sure you would. <laughs> the reason you didn't go to the Army is because you're too fucking weak and you knew. I was, I was too hard for that. Deep, you would have to dig deep and actually suffer. Yeah, and that's why, so and I'm going to end, end with this because yeah, we're, we're way over, but. I said that last night, or I can't remember when now, but that's why I really like the military. That's one thing I did like about the military, especially the infantry, was like there's only what works and what doesn't work. There's no room for delusions and your fantasies and your feelings or whatever. It's just staying alive and, and not getting killed and getting rid of the bad guy, and that's it. And cold, hard reality. There's no room for your rucksack weighs 90 pounds with your white or black if you're woke or gay or whatever. still weighs 90 fucking pounds. It's not going to take it easy on you. Water's still fucking minus seven. It's still October 31st and it's still 2 a.m. and it's still been raining for four fucking days and you're still going to try to eat this uh, ham and mustard steak garbage ration and uh, there's just, you know, and then you get out of the army and you come out here and you're like, actually, we really focus on things that are imaginary out here. <laughs> you're like, what yeah. the fuck? You know, like, it's, it's the antithesis. And my waterbed was a fucking mud puddle. Yeah. It's just like huh. camping. You ever see that meme where it's like camping, but it's like right. a night, it's somebody's bivouac site and it's just like, looks like yeah. Passchendaele. You're like, man, it's camping technically. Because like, people don't understand that you don't build a patrol base in like the nice area of camping. You build a patrol base <laughs> yeah, no. You put them in no places people would never go. think to look for you. Like hell on earth. Hell on earth. <laughs> yeah. In the swamp. In the with swamp. The with the with the monsters and everything else. Like, you don't think, yeah. the, where do you think those Canadians have put a bivouac site? I don't know. Perhaps not Daisy Field over there. You don't think they've put that, put that tent down in the, in the cave no with the monsters? No. Or the Americans are like, there's no goddamn way them Canadians walk through that swamp. It's full of <laughs> gators. You fucking, no one in their right mind would ever walk through that swamp full yeah. of gators. That's those are the crazy. Like, those are the crazy guys, man. Like the Devil's Brigade. And the Canadian Airborne. Yeah. Fucking 18 hours through the swamp. One of the, yeah. this story of numerous guys that were there that were just like, holy fuck, we're walking through a gator-infested swamp. Yeah. Like Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. I, was, I have PTSD. I was late for work today. <laughs> I'm late for my fucking fourth leg of this Navex, and there's an alligator been following me for nine kilometers. Yeah, and I got like- I'll show you I some have, stress. <laughs> I have an entire company hoping that I can get there in time so that I, my C6 can fucking, and my fucking yeah. 
apps of fucking C9s can provide an effective fire base for their <laughs> fucking... And, and, like, look, man, you and I, and, and hard timings, like, people can't yeah. figure that out, like, that's a do or die thing. I still, I still get stressed out if I have like a dentist appointment and it's at like nine o'clock. I'm looking at my watch like every fifth. It's like, fuck, do I have enough time? I'm gonna make it on time. Like with timing, like I'm, you yeah. get so stressed out about never missing a timing that it becomes like, <laughs> like I gotta be there at nine o'clock. Like you and got if fifteen you're, minutes. If you're late, all of a sudden that's the end of the world for you. Yeah, because in the army, if you're late in war, a lot of people die if you're not fast enough. You know what I mean? So they take it very, very fucking seriously. So now I'm traumatized. Not, and not I, anymore, apparently, though, in the army. No, well, now it's just, if you'd be like, well, I identify with it being 9 a.m. It's really, you know, I know I'm an hour and a half late, but I believe that it's 9 in, on the inside where I'm a unicorn fairy person that uh, likes to have sex with uh, men named Laurel who wear children's clothes. At a <laughs> Strong, yeah. proud, today's Canadian for This is the, we had the Devil's Brigade. Now we have this, everybody. It's going great. Anyway, um, I'll let you go, man. Um, thanks for coming by. It was 85 minutes or so, so we went a little bit over, but uh, hey, yeah, no, and thanks for having me on your show. We should definitely do this again. Maybe we'll write down some notes. Sure. Bullet points each, so then yeah. we're we're in the thing. But Sounds I think next good. time we should talk about how you can't carry a gun in Canada, mm. but you can train a Belgian Malinois. You can train a what? A Belgian Malinois. What are these things? One of these little fur missiles. Oh, oh, that dog. What kind of dog is he? A Belgian. A Belgian Malinois. I'm not sure. It's a Belgian Shepherd. They're okay, I was gonna say it looks like a German Shepherd, Belgian. but I have no idea. Yeah, that works. I mean, those are there's a there's a, some kind of a that's a a weapons an automated weapon system you can deploy in your home, and you know it's AI. It does it all. <laughs> it attacks on sight. All right, man. I'll let you go and. Uh, Thank, an awesome companion for you. Thanks for coming in. Is Sean uh, Arnt Arntsen on uh, yeah. Facebook? The links down there, and uh, Bad Mofo Co on uh, Instagram. Uh, go check him out and uh, buy buy his buy a Wobby hoodie. <laughs> buy a Wobby buy a Wobby hoodie for the airborne. All right, man. Cheers. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, have a good one, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Bye. And that's that's gonna do it for that. <laughs> I'm gonna read a couple more of these and uh, end this quick. Uh, thanks, Sean, for coming out here. Um, I read some of these. Some of these I can't read because you guys are, you know, Fed posting in there a little bit. <laughs> Two Wheel Unions has come to Alberta. Well, I've been there and I will be back again, I'm sure. Lone Star Texan Gretler has called for more black and white tiles. Maybe 33 of them. <laughs> we, want, we need more tiles here. How dare you? You're going to sit on the right side of the airport. Oh, stupid. Lockstep 2020. Thank you, sir. This is... Uh, Thanks, Rage and Sean. Appreciate you guys. Let's fix this shithole country. Well, we'll we'll try. Hopefully, we get an opportunity. Corporal Pumpkin Launcher. Uh, we can only do what we can do. Nobody talks to me like that. <laughs> Nobody talks to me like that. I would have punched him out. I would have knocked that guy out. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'll uh, end this out. Uh, maybe I'll hang out for a few minutes. Probably not. Anybody else want to do anything? Anybody, anybody else coming over? Is there any other parties? We're going to go to anybody else's house. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what to do. Patent 537. There you go. There's Sean's website, badmofoco.ca. He says, cheers. Thank you uh, very much, sir, for that and everybody else for joining. And uh, oops, it went a little bit too far there. Uh, for joining and supporting everybody and myself, uh, ragingdissident.tv is the website. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern for the flagship enterprise um, train wreck where I um, 
I just kind of let her go, you know. Just uh, you know, it's sometimes in your life where you just like I can't handle it anymore, and you like scream in your in your house when there's nobody home, and you're just you know you just lose your shit, or like in your car or something, you know. I do that in public on the internet for thousands of people. It's uh, it's very embarrassing, but uh, <laughs> some people enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, YouTube, Raging Dissident, and uh, all the links are there on on the website. And uh, go and join. If you want, and there's a there's a Discord and there's a Telegram channel, t.me um, slash Raging Distant. Thanks for, for being here, guys. And this has been another humble presentation of a ramblings of the of an incoherent madman, myself. And uh, again, Sean Arnston joined us this evening for that uh, conversation <laughs> on the absolute state of this place. House Arrest Episode 3. And I'll see you guys uh, again tomorrow for RageCast 101. Can you believe they let me do it this long? I mean, it's something about it seems illegal. It is hate speech, isn't it? Unpopular opinions and uh, anti-government rhetoric is hate now. It's all just hate! (laughs) All right, guys. Cheers. We'll see you next time.